Section 3. I am authorized to use physical force. You now have 10 seconds to comply. You won't believe this. He'll be loyal as a puppy. You have 5 seconds. 4 seconds. 3 seconds. You have 1 second to comply. I am now authorized to be loyal as a puppy. Johnny Depp stars as the robot pirate who loses his wife in a game of poker and tries to win her back with hilarious consequences. At least Harry Potter has a proper story in the sense that the characters crave an ending if only to release poor Billy Corgan from his role as the titular character's nemesis. Fuck yes. That's uh, Future of the Left with Robocop 4, Fuck Off Robocop. One of the songs on their most recent album, The Plot Against Common Sense. One of my favorite albums to come out in the last few years. That snippet used with their gracious permission. I think you should buy everything by Future of the Left and their sister band McCluskey as soon as humanly possible. <clears throat> this is In the Cut and Hello, I'm Jesse. I am joined today again by Aaron and John. Hi, Aaron and John. Hi, Hello. I'm Aaron. He's not Aaron. We're going to be talking today about the movie RoboCop 3, which I'm excited about. We talked about RoboCop 2 in episode number 2 of In the Cut, and we will be, for the first time ever, talking about the sequel to a movie we've talked about already. I'm still claiming that our last RoboCop 1 was a fantastic episode and exists. <laughs> As always, the podcast is best enjoyed if you'd recently watched or rewatched the movie we're talking about. We're going to be just completely full of spoilers on this uh, podcast, as we are with every episode. You don't want to find out the end of this movie yeah, before. It's really going to spoil Shit. everything for you. <laughs> Robocop flies. Shut up. <laughs> There's no way to tell that by the jetpack sitting there throughout the movie. But uh, all in all, I find it's an even boringer podcast if you haven't recently watched the movie. So I recommend you do so before you join us to talk about it. Uh, we don't really try to do a review that's going to indicate whether it's a worthwhile movie to watch or not. Oh, I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> but more just kind of try and get under the hood a little bit and see what we can figure out about why a movie worked or didn't work. You can, as always, you can find all the ways to watch RoboCop 3 uh, by visiting our site at inthecut.org. And that's about the end of my plugs. We should probably get started with talking about RoboCop 3, the most important movie of our lifetimes. Sure did make me miss watching RoboCop 2. Did it really? Oh, ab absolutely. It's, I thought back so fondly on <laughs> I mean, I, as you may remember from the RoboCop 2 podcast, I may have not been super fond of it at the time, but 
boy, that seems like a fantastic film in comparison. I definitely uh, preferred a storyline that orbits around a giant narcotics-fueled murder bot rather than one that orbits around an adorable house dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) The Cyber Moppet. The funny thing about RoboCop 3 is that it almost seems meant to trick you into forgetting that RoboCop 2 exists. This is something I, I mentioned when we were talking about doing RoboCop 3. Well, Frank Miller was really mad about RoboCop 2. Right. He was also mad about RoboCop 3, but only <laughs> after he finished making it. <laughs> Him and everybody else that saw it. Mm. But the thing is, RoboCop 2, for all of its possible flaws, still had some awesome stop-motion robots. And I think RoboCop 3 had, like, a man of a 209 being almost animated like he moved his arm <laughs> it had the uh it had the kawasaki brothers um <laughs> the hitachi twins were, were uh kind of cool because ninjas were pretty neat there for a while it's i mean ninjas i mean definitely if you were 12 and the ninja turtles were awesome and whatever other hundred ninja things and computer hacking kids and uh yeah but no they're not awesome um stop motion robots I want awesome stop-motion robots. Definitely. I mean, Frank Miller has his own fondness for ninjas, I think, because he just shoehorns them in everywhere. There was also more prostitutes than you would expect in a movie that was suddenly aimed at kids. Speaking of Frank Miller. I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really perceive either Miss Fredrickson or Milton as really being prostitutes, Aaron. Okay. Where did you see the prostitutes? Like in th- when RoboCop went to the brothel, or like when RoboCop came and killed a big scary black pimp. Well, I don't think he killed him. He I don't think RoboCop killed anyone and took his pimp mobile and saved the the innocent white prostitute on the street and told her to just go home and <laughs> stay out of trouble. Which was basically RoboCop's. I mean, what he did, he he didn't really shoot people anymore. He just let him know to stay out of trouble. RoboCop didn't do any police work in this movie. (laughs) He's just kind of a free agent mass murder robot now. I think he did kill people. They just implied it instead of showing it because they were aiming for a PG-13 for the first time in the series. But yeah, he just rolls around and kills guys for looking like other guys he's mad at for the most part. He he doesn't. I don't think he ever prevents a crime. He just shows up and kills groups of people for revenge a bunch of times. <laughs> uh, he did drive his car off of a, off of a bridge magically, and I think that halted a crime kind of indirectly. No, I think that stopped the corporation that were technically the law was who he was <laughs> no, fighting no. there. Okay, so. Remember the bad guys in all of these movies are punk rockers. So there was the scene where Murphy was surrounded by punk rockers. Splatter punks, please. I'm sorry. Splatter punks. (laughs) And he drives his car off of the the bridge or off ramp or whatever. And this I should mention is after 30 minutes into the movie of not having any Robocop. No, it's... This movie has the most irrational fucking behavior I've seen in any movie I've watched since Prometheus. Nobody <laughs> ever does anything for any reason in the entire movie. Nothing anybody does make makes any sort of sense. Like that so that scene you're just talking about, right? He's he's turns around. He's in hot pursuit of a criminal, right? A terrorist ostensibly, and he turns around to rescue his partner. But then, as soon as he's within 200 feet of his partner, he decides to rescue her by. 
in immediate mortal peril, right, as far as we can tell, by driving from the bottom to the top of a parking structure <laughs> slowly, then slowly removing his arm and putting a machine gun arm on, and then by driving off the top of the parking structure and falling straight down to the street he just could have driven up on, then waiting... <laughs> then slowly machine gunning a circle off the roof of his car and then coming out of the roof of his car and then murdering 25 guys who haven't broken any laws yet. He used his gun as a sawzall a lot throughout the movie. <laughs> there was I a think few someone just thought like that. that was so cool that you could just shoot a, shoot a hole with your awesome machine gun arm. That person's name is Frank Miller. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> It's it's such a weird choice to like Frank Miller. As much as I don't like him, he seems like he's not badly suited to the RoboCop universe. You know, I mean, he kind of pioneered the you know sort of grim, dark, terrible the RoboCop world where everyone is terrible and everything is terrible and everyone's out to get you. I mean, he seemed like a good choice, but this was the movie where suddenly RoboCop is a Saturday morning cartoon and. <laughs> The elements of his actual plot lines that are left in there are just so incongruous. Yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough. How do you feel about his treatment of what essentially, I guess, was supposed to read as like the Stasi? Down to the uh, the insignias, they had practically swastikas. Oh, yeah, there definitely was like, OCP is Nazis now. Even in like two, I mean, OCP was still like sort of a realistic villain or at least a exaggerated satirical realistic corporate villain and for this one they're like yeah no ambiguity um ocp are now literally the nazis it's you know what they never did was showed the rehabilitation centers that they were trucking everyone off to or um give them any reason why they were putting people in <laughs> concentration camps except that that's more evil than not doing that well I, how evil is it or is it maybe those were re utopian paradises what do you guys think? Where, what do you think guys think those looked like? Well, or, 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 really, I thought it was probably more of a Soylent Green type of situation, but it could have been Utopian Paradises. After everything else that I've seen in that movie, I would have to opt for probably not Utopian. Huh. Not because like I think everything's really sinister in that world. I think everything in that world just sucks. <laughs> Right, or was it, where they're being trucked from isn't exactly Utopia either, though. I mean, why, I, I don't understand why there there was no explanation of where they were taking everybody to. I, I'm, my guess would be because they had a quarter of the budget that he you know, wrote the movie They already for. have a half dozen sets that are just a paved lot <laughs> surrounded by chain-link fence. That's all they fucking needed. In fact, every fucking set outdoors was just a fucking paved lot with chain-link fence around it. <laughs> You like when they fucking burst into the police armory? That sequence was pretty nice, huh? <laughs> like, first of all, they fucking roll up, they set the timer on the bomb for seven seconds! Every time they, anyone sets a bomb in this movie, it's for a couple of seconds. There's all... The first 20 minutes of this movie is people running away from... Ex, like, meaninglessly running away from explosions, whether it's the woman under the gun of the rehab officer setting a bomb, apparently without him noticing... 
at, for some reason for 15 seconds and then runs away and explodes right behind her and then they explode the door to the armory set that for seven fucking seconds even though they have all fucking night to blow that door then they go in and then they hack the ed 209 and the ed 209 fires the rocket at the door to the armory while they're still <laughs> running away it's like any excuse to have someone diving out of the way of an explosion they just are can i can i also say that i think that was the the most disrespectful use of an Ed 209, using him as a glorified fucking garage door opener. It was pretty embarrassing. He was he was the Lex Luthor to, to Robocop in the first film, but and now he opens doors. He said, my mission is to be friendly as a puppy, and that was hilarious. And then he said he led punks or something to the cops. Yeah, in this movie, even personality-less robots have dumb Schwarzenegger one-liners. Well, obviously, the little girl spent the time to program him to say that <laughs> in the 10 seconds she was fucking programming the mm. Ed 209. I have to say that watching Ed 209 move was my one of my favorite parts of the movie, just because I fucking have a hard-on for Ed 209. Oh, but they did so little. Like, he kind of moved his arm. Um, but he, I don't think he even walked, did he? Well, it sort of it sort of like rejiggered his legs. In fact, it almost seemed like they were just reusing footage from the first one in a couple of the shots. But no, I fucking Ed Two Nine's a beautiful creation. I love seeing it again, and it's it's one of many things that they call back to RoboCop One in, and never they don't even acknowledge the existence of RoboCop Two, but. They call back to one constantly. They call back with the Ed 209, with the uh, I buy the Afro Dollar guy, the Bixby Snyder, mm-hmm. the Casey Wong in Media Break, with Robocop saying, My name is Murphy, saying, Dead or Alive, you're coming with me, the spike thing coming out of his hand, that's the hard data link thing. He has flashbacks to the first yeah. movie, <laughs> the, the repeated wake ups in the operating chair, and they use the music from the first movie, none of which happened in the second movie. In fact, you could almost say that this movie takes place after the first movie and before the second movie, except that this movie, there's people who are supposedly dead at this point who right. are and, uh, clearly alive in the second one. The corporation had already taken over the city. I, did it? I, I thought it was... Oh, okay, was the corporation no, I, I think, in a different political state than it was in the second movie? Cause I, yeah, they. I mean, they literally... The police is still independent in this one. No, the police are subsidiaries of OCP. I, I don't think they were because there was a scene where they said, you know, offer them a raise to the work black for us. The black VP's plan is to right offer the which. What the fuck was the point of that? Were the police no, okay. not already after the fucking terrorists who kill cops and blow up their armory? What's they're the what do you, totally different... do you get for getting them into the rehab guys? They're two different creatures. The rehab guys are only there to remove the people out of the out of the domiciles. The police are actually there to do things like maintain public welfare and safety and all that stuff that good guy police officers are supposed to do. The OCP was trying to say, okay, well, if we give them a, a financial incentive to take on this other workload that we're not able to do with this group that's only designed to re- relocate people, then we'll have everybody out at the date that we want them. But out. I don't think we ever had any explicit, anything explicit saying that OCP police work for He totally OCP. does, which is why uh, the one guy who works for OCP is in all of the, the big meetings and everything. He actually goes down to the station and he's like, think about your pensions. You've put in 15 years. It's a lot to throw away. And so people are throwing uh-huh. their but badges that's down. after they've already hired them. No. No? That was the same trip. They were going there to hire them. How recently did you watch this? Uh, last night. 
watched but it this I morning. may not have paid a lot of it. Well, I've watched this four times in preparation for this episode, including right before we started recording, and I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think it was ever. I mean, I, I don't. Th- I don't. I think that they were. I, I think that they were supposed to have already made the offer, but the, the the police didn't ever totally work for OCP. I don't think. Okay, my understanding is that. The but that was were, the offer was on the table. They were. Yeah. Yeah, I think it could be read either way because nothing in the movie was <laughs> well written. <laughs> In about 45 minutes, the rehabs are coming to blow you out of your neighborhood. I want you to take your kids and anybody who shouldn't be fighting to the basement. The rest of you are hereby deputized by the Detroit Police Department. It's time to show how real cops kick ass. Did this one uh, seem a lot brighter? Oh, I was too. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. The color palette is entirely different. And it's actually two was, you know, much brighter than one. Three hmm. was, I mean, just absolutely like a lot of yellow, a lot of everything well lit. I mean, it really was going for, you know, I think, you know, the 12, 13 year old audience. Hmm. Because Robocop had become, you know, I think this was after the animated series. I mean, there was the, you know, probably most popular arcade game for years was the Robocop arcade game. Uh, kids were way into Robocop and mm-hmm. it really did feel like a Saturday morning cartoon and Here's his special attachment hand, and look, now you can put a jetpack on Robocop and he can fly. <laughs> this, so you think this is just a Frank Miller money grab? I don't, I, no, I, I think no, Frank, Frank Miller, Miller hated a totally this. different yeah. movie. And uh, I think, the, I mean, the director is also a pretty good director. I mean, he directed Monster Squad. I was going to bring that up in case you didn't know, Aaron. This has been a longtime defender of Monster Squad. <laughs> and with good reason. I just watched that movie recently and it's fantastic. Yeah. And he makes, he made, you know, good kids movies, you know, like fun, you know, a little bit scary or whatever, you know, movies for 12 year olds and that's fantastic. But, so Frank Miller and the director co-wrote this script, and yet Frank Miller walked away totally ang- like furious with Hollywood and vowing never to come back. I think he probably wrote a less... I, you know, I think they still credited him, but I'm sure he didn't get you know final say on that. Well, the credits say this. Story by... I forget the director's name, but the director and Frank Miller... Or, sorry, screenplay yeah, by, by the two, story by Frank Miller. So... And then the and then the story around the making of this movie is F- Frank Miller was convinced that he could bring in all the ideas that got cut from RoboCop two against his will that he could finally make the movie he wanted and it was even I don't know if he thinks it was worse than RoboCop two obviously the rest of the world does he actually wrote I think you know his original story ideas into a comic book series afterwards it'd be interesting to see you know con- contrast that and. See how different the story is. It just seems it's I don't know. That just seems like he he was just so mad he didn't know what else to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was definitely like in big letters, you know, Frank Miller's Robocop. Right. It just he was so frustrated that he couldn't get the exact movie he wanted to get made. Uh, he just kind of did that as a either either depend and depending on your perspective, either a righteous fuck you to Hollywood or just like a totally petty like this is the movie you were supposed to make. This is it. I don't want to collaborate. <laughs> or just he had a story he liked. And I mean, I really do think that he didn't get his story into this movie. I, 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 mean, I just, believe that. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that his story would have necessarily been better. <laughs> oh, 
don't know. I mean, I do not like his stories, but, um, you know, he wouldn't have written a story with Robocop saying, literally holding hands with a group of people who are now his friends, where earlier Robocop was like, I don't even have any friends. Mm. I'm a sad robot. (laughs) And at the end, he says, my friends call me Murphy. Yeah. I wish I could do a robot voice, but you... (laughs) Can call me Robocop. You know, hearing that again just makes me want to erupt in violence and punch you. <laughs> I mean, I know it's misdirected anger. I understand that. And then, and the, then the Japanese CEO like is bowing to him and respecting him for some reason. This is a hundred. This movie is a hundred percent about Japanese car makers sucking Detroit's oh. dick. One hundred percent. It's it's embarrassing that America has to put together yeah, I, like such schlocky anti-Japanese corporation. I definitely like believe that that was Frank Miller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and also they even made like the CEO of OCP. They made him a foreigner. Rip Torn was supposed no. to be a foreigner. Rip Torn wasn't the CEO. <laughs> Who was? Yeah, he was. No. What's the name of the guy who played the CEO? Um. Oh God, I forget his name, but. Rip Torn? <laughs> no, the guy with the gray hair in the suit. Oh, in the first and second movie? No, in this in the movie Robocop Three that you just watched. <laughs> what? This, the, the CEO of OCP? Yeah, he wasn't gray haired. Wasn't he? He wasn't Rip Torn. Rip Torn was not the CEO. Who was Rip Torn? I think Rip Torn was the CFO. What? I actually have no idea what OCP's. Uh, I think it was a vice president. Tree um, looks like. No, there was the guy who, you know, in the end, Robocop shot his knees and then the building exploded. That was the CEO. I don't think he's still the CEO. I'm sure he's dead. <laughs> no, that wasn't the fucking CEO. That was the leader of. Jesus Christ. That was. Wait, the... are you talking about this movie? I'm talking about Robocop 3. Okay, no, the guy who got shot in this movie in the legs. Was definitely not the CEO. Okay, right. He was the, he was the leader of the um, rehab guys. He's the he's the shoot happy Nazi. Okay, maybe Rip guy. Torn was the CEO. Rip Torn was the CEO. He's the new CEO, and I loved him. Oh, that's something. I would, there were so many just great fucking wasted character actors in this. There, was there like, totally was. The, I mean, Rip Torn, Stephen Root. Wait, who's Stephen Root? Um, he's the guy in Office Space who... Milton. <laughs> Milton. What was he in this movie? He was the guy who <laughs> wanted his stapler back. The traitor, right. And then there was... Right. And then there was obviously, um... Blah, 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 blah. Jeff Garland. Jeff, that was something. To- which is fu- fucking great. And of course, Bradley Whitford, our boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> And so wasted, like Bradley Whitford opposite Rip Torn. I don't know. I still we got we got at least five solid minutes of Bradley in this movie, and I liked every one of them. I wanted him having an argument with Rip Torn to just be what it should have been. Yeah. And then um, what's his Daniel von something von Buren von who's the guy's name I can never remember. I don't know who that is. Um, (laughs) Weird. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He's, you know, I guess villain. I don't know anything about movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's the villain in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And the villain in Super Troopers. And the guy who's in just every movie that there is. You know who I thought I recognized, but I was wrong? Hmm. Remember the lollipop holding prostitute from the... <laughs> <laughs> Did you think you recognized him? No. Okay, I, I thought it was J.B. Smoove from 
Curb Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> Leon. That would from... be fantastic. <laughs> I oh, really uh, thought it was I think him. you would have been a little younger back then. <laughs> I guess when so. You, if you go back and watch it, uh, there's a guy who is the chef of the... Um, the chick who is the RoboCop specialist in the film, she she does all the oh, RoboCop Her name tech was stuff. Lazarus. Oh, Just that's maybe subtly. why I blocked it out. Because <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> um, so yeah, Dr. Lazarus, she got captured and then had to do this radio broadcast with the help of the uh, garden gnome that carries a computer and Mm -hmm. she makes this transmission and it goes out and it's like citizens of Detroit, I guess this is an illegal broadcast. Listen to me. And there, there's a shot in a diner and you should take a look at the guy who's to the left of the guy who's seated at the bar. I'm pretty sure he's uh, somehow related to Curb Your Enthusiasm. Well, Jeff Garland, he's the, he's the guy, right? He's well, the guy at the counter. No, no, the fat, oh. the fat chef guy. Chef guy. Not the guy the, behind the, the register. Because I mean, that's donuts? this is a weird thing because in the first scene he's in, it's a, a donut shop, and then the second scene it seems to have turned into a diner somehow. His credit on the movie was donut jerk. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe maybe this is. I'm. But it's yeah, he's. You talking about Larry David's agent in Curb? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, that's Jeff Garland. Okay, that guy, he's in this movie. <laughs> okay. Established. <laughs> Excellent. Hey! Sir? You're in charge of security concepts. Where's that Robocop we spent so much money on? The police had a little problem with the units, so I'm dealing with it personally. You do that. You get him to the rehab team, and maybe we won't have to worry about it small resistance group get the hell out of here all of you well you take your time and for god's sakes flack try to get the police on our side yeah i looked up the ceo thing and i was totally wrong there may have been portions of this movie i didn't watch four fucking times (laughs) um but the thing i did love the most is when the guy who wasn't the ceo called robocop robot cop <laughs> Do you have a vampire cop? You got a ghost cop, Leon. I told you I don't got that. You got a vampire cop. <laughs> that scene happened in a movie. That scene was fucking spectacular. Let me also- talk about it. Are you guys back? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're back. I loved everything about the pink Cadillac chase scene. In fact, that was basically the movie getting great for about 15 minutes. That entire chase was fucking fantastic, especially as the car disintegrates around him. And it's like Robocop just driving the shredded remains of this pink Cadillac. The money with the hockey players was great. The news anchor walks off the set next. And then there's the Johnny Rehab cartoon advertisement for the toys for Johnny Rehab. And then there's the punks trying to put on the riot gear. All of that was great. All of those scenes belonged in a better movie, I thought. We had a golden <laughs> moment where the movie just almost almost swung the pendulum the other way. And then uh, Robocop put on a jetpack. So, uh, the it's funny that you mentioned the Johnny Rehab um, action figure playset. Because mm-hmm. there's some kind of a robot death machine looking thing that they show in the commercial that I wish would have made an appearance in the film. 
in the in the little like splayed out toys shot yeah. at the end of the commercial. Yeah, there's like this remember. big dorky blue van, and then there's like this thing that kind of looks like a uh, a Terminator hunter killer hmm. kind of robot. It, it, I was like, fuck, where is that in this movie? Yeah, I really wanted to. Um look up what the RoboCop 3 merchandise was after this, because, I mean, just so felt like, you know, I mean, they were creating a toy franchise, you know, I mean, probably Ninja Turtles was had, Ninja Turtles toys had probably made more money than the American car industry that year, and uh, <laughs> to be the next the next Ninja Turtles or the next whatever, I mean, I think there was a RoboCop cartoon running, and there's the live-action show a little after that, but... I mean, this movie killed all of that. But, I mean, you know, it's, I think I already said, you know, I mean, just attachment arm. Right. You know, jetpack. Totally tough 12-year-old who can hack computers who all the adults ask their hear advice. That actor was supposed to be, or that character was supposed to be half Japanese, and that was not a half Japanese. You mean Willow? Yes. <laughs> Also, I'm pretty sure that the, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because they're robots, but I don't think that the um, robot samurais were Japanese. Well, they weren't American, and that's the thing. They were some kind of Asian, but I'm pretty sure it was the other kind. Man, they fucking programmed those robots to waste a lot of fucking time when they killed somebody. Holy (laughs) shit. They programmed They had smoke. a million opportunities to kill anybody they were intending to kill in any scene. Except I guess when they were killing each other, then they suddenly were like, well, maybe we should cut the head off and <laughs> fucking be done with it. Um, weren't they also really efficient at having some kind of thermal nuclear detonator built into them for no <laughs> fucking reason? over 10 feet away from them? Were they carrying that? I don't I, fucking know I what's going on they, in that scene. They leave Plus, that in the And then when, it, when one of them dies, there's a 25 second countdown. If there's gonna be a countdown, why... First of all, why is there any countdown? And if there's gonna be one, why is it so fucking short like every countdown in this movie? Well, the thing is, I ne- they were never carrying that suitcase. I guess they just left it in the middle of corporate headquarters all the time. If so one of them dies, of everyone, like all the corporate <laughs> overlords get to get blown up. Uh-huh. Wonderful. I love well, it. I think um, Paul McDaggett is the, the guy who carried that thing around with him the entire time. Still not, doesn't make a lot no, of sense. Strategically, having your guy who's the shot caller blow up if your android fucking fails not the best move i mean maybe that was just the japanese corporations <laughs> you let Plus, our robots die fuck he, you the robots die and then he's like you idiot there's gonna be a bomb going off and now we're all gonna die blah 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 and then he just hangs out robocop grabs him with his jetpack jets out then the guy suddenly was like oh wait maybe i should turn off the fucking thermonuclear bomb 10 feet away from me crawls towards it he already established there was no way to turn it off what was that scene even about so if, if that thing blew up in Detroit, why are they bothering with any of the other... Like, that seems like the most efficient way of clearing the residents out. <laughs> you detonate a bomb like that, and then you don't have to have personnel coming in like, we're relocating you, because there's nobody there. I don't think their strategy was real good. That does not look like a police station. You're damn right I'm not at the police station. If my spy hadn't warned me, I'd be dead now. I thought your damn ninja was supposed to take care of Robocop for me. That's the deal. I clear the area, he keeps the robot off my back. You have the device I send you. 
It hasn't come to that yet, and it won't. All right, do you want to take a little commercial break, and then when we come back, I would like to discuss the new actor playing Robocop. <laughs> All right, I'm ready for a commercial break. Are you guys? What's your sponsorship situation at that end? Do you well, guys? I got some uh, California sponsors this time. Oh, good. First off, we have... You've been trumming up business. I appreciate yeah, that. Um, our first sponsor is uh, Hit50, where you have lots of $50 prizes. Um, what? Our second uh, sponsor is Diamonds 4X, with think- four chances to win, up to $1,000. And our third sponsor is Lucky for Life, where you win $300 a week for 25 years. What? That's a lot of dollars. How are we going to work this? Do we each pick one? I think that I got three, so we could each pick one. Uh, oh, okay. John gets to see the pictures, so he might have a... Yeah, let John I've got pick- an unfair advantage. I Which think, one I think do you Jesse want? Should- no, I think you should pick... Because you can get a vibe off the right one that's the best one for you. Well, wait, I've got a question. They're they're all getting scratched, correct? They are all getting scratched. Okay. But you have to know who's better at scratchers. Yeah, this, oh. this is a competition. Okay, in that case, give me the hit 50. There are lots of $50 prizes. <laughs> Jesse, do you need the names again? No, I want the third one where I get the money for life. All right. Obviously. California. That one has the biggest novelty. Lucky for life. Lucky for life. How much do you get a, a month? That's what for? I want to be. Three hundred dollars a week. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a lot of dollars. That's like six hundred dollars a month. That's almost a whole paycheck if you actually had a job. It's a little more than that. Jonathan Watkins. <laughs> there's more than two weeks in a month. <laughs> oh my God, that's twelve hundred dollars. That's exactly as much as you could make having a low-paying job. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do. Uh, you can't do that one. I oh yeah, right. You're that. here, so you get to. <laughs> Um, all right, John. Why don't you scratch off hit fifty while we make? Uh, okay, I've I've got something really sad to admit, which is I don't even know where I. How do I do this? I think you yes. scratched the money. You just okay. took over an Ed two hundred nine, and you're going to leave it behind at the police right, station. Wait, wait, wait! You, you got to let us know what's happening. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm really three, furious about this. Three dollars. All right, well, tell us the rules. Uh, $3, I think, gets to be... Match three like prizes, win that prize, uncover a dollar sign in the quick 50 spot, win $50 instantly. Okay, so the first uh, stack of money was $3, the second stack of money was $10. Ooh, $10 again! Get another $10! Oh, $3 again! Oh man, get one of those numbers, so you're... $50! That's not one of any of the two other ones All I had. Right, get a 10. $5 is also not similar to the other you ones. You right. Um, so get that. Oh, I got a quick spot crown, which I don't know what that I think is. that the only thing... Sad. Is that like a sad face? That's Crowns are like sad faces. Okay. All I right. win nothing. I'm going to do this the remaining It ticket. was pretty exhilarating when you won nothing. This is... <laughs> I'm glad you thought so. You was, I was, it, was ex- it was just the breathless narration really made it work for me. Um, diamonds four times. Aaron, why did they leave the Ed 209 at the fucking place? <laughs> to take a dozen guns. Take the Ed 209. <laughs> You've already fucking pwned the Ed 209. Take it with you. Sit on its back and ride it home. I'm pretty sure. Why do you need a dozen assault rifles? No, 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 no. They're going to grab a a fucking jetpack that they don't know how it works or what it belongs with or anything like that. They're not going to take a fucking Ed 209. Did the Splatterpunks only have one bullet? (laughs) 
when they shot the stupid 80s guy with the stupid tie and then they walked up to the police who had shotguns? They Here's used their another, one bullet uh, on the douchebag? Who didn't want to back in that scene. That, yeah. Why did Robocop punch his computer out? <laughs> All right, I'm going to do diamonds four times. And what I need to do, I have four chances to win. And I need to match three, like, symbols. All right, I almost okay. put it where John couldn't see. In okay. the same game, across, and then right. I win prize shown for that game, or find diamonds. One diamonds means I win prize. Two diamonds means I win four times diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> this, makes, See, this makes more sense than Robert. Right. You know there's a guy in a room somewhere whose entire job is to come up with, like, a thing for these things. I'm if- going to play game one. Uh, crown. John, how much scratching does this one have that Aaron selected in a lot. comparison to the other ones? Many. Is it one of the gigantic ones that's like five inches tall? No, no, it's very small, but there's just lots of little tiny spots to scratch off. Oh, okay. I'm only going to need to scratch off, um, let me do math, uh, 16 different areas. Aaron, See? I'm talking to John right now. <laughs> okay, well. It's like perfect you guys, if you've got like exciting. really, really severe OCD. And you don't want to take up a lot of space. I got PT gold, which I'm assuming is a pot of gold, and my prize would have been four. What does that mean? Okay, I got (laughs) bone. Bone's good. Bone is good. Ring. And moon bag. Mm. Money bag. And my prize would have been $10. Fuck. All right. Heart. A second heart. Are you guys ready for this? I have no idea. I got a third heart. I just won a prize. Fuck, dude. What's the prize? I'm going to scratch it off in just a second. And we'll okay. Know. My prize is ticket. High five, dude. I think that warrants one of these. Yeah. What does that mean? I win a new lottery ticket. Oh, good. He can play this game indefinitely if he keeps <laughs> that up. All right, but I got another game. Game four. Wait, you're still scratching even though He's, you already found out yeah, whether yeah. you won or not? Well, no, I could win two prizes. I oh, could win I'm four sorry. prizes, except I already scratched those off and didn't. You did the first three, and the third one won you a ticket. Yes. I got Am I correctly key? assessing where we're currently at? You're in pretty this close. Endless fucking scratch-off lottery ticket. I got key, then I got coin, then I got bills. This is the worst game of Sudoku Ooh, I've ever which seen. Which is represented by a couple of sticks of butter. Right. And that would have won me ten dollars. <laughs> you gotta have the butter to pay the bills. You know what you know what I mean? Yeah. Like those rap stars. <laughs> and I and I don't think I'm supposed to scratch this part off, but it comes off anyway. Alright. So now we come to the big Remember finale. when the lady was like, We only got a cold Cadillac Heights for three more days. <laughs> because then the something Why? happens. Why? <laughs> That's when the thing that didn't make it into the movie happens. All right, Jesse, are you ready? And she for says it right before once a stupid fucking face busts in, turns out to be the traitor, and then all the fucking rehab guys bust in the windows. Why did the guy bust in first with a gun in his hand and tell him he's a traitor when the rehab's 10 seconds from busting that into their fucking hideout? And with Steven Root and his face is not stupid. What's mine called again? <laughs> What's my scratch off called? Here, we're going to get into this. Okay, we're going to scratch off. Aaron, we're going to get into this. <laughs> he's... 
the California Lucky for Life. I want to be lucky for life in California. It's assuming that you're going to be dead in 25 years. So this <laughs> might not be. Well, no, you might not actually want to win. I don't know if they kill you. That's a pretty. They're giving me a pretty generous odds. I All think. right. Um, There's really more than two weeks in a month. There is several weeks every depends. month. Yeah. If you pay um, attention, you'll see. Them. Depends on the moon. How old am I? <laughs> so I guess I, do I scratch the winning number first or your numbers first? I have to make sure I do this in the right order. Aaron, you scratch the winning number first. All right. I guess we do want to win. Then every time you uncover one of my numbers, it'll be exciting. All right. If you take out, if you uncover my numbers first, none of them have any meaning because you don't know what the winning number is going to be. Then there's only one exciting moment. You're right. You're the expert. I am the expert. I'm new to this. I'm also quite drunk. (laughs) You got a 13. Oh, that's fucking fantastic. Right. I'm going to read the rules. Okay. If you match any of your numbers, in quotes, to the winning number, in Mm. quotes... Mm-hmm. Win that prize. Uncover a lump symbol. That's a money bag, I think. Okay, or uncover purse. bag of testicles. Bowling bag. Wait, 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 wait. Slow down. I think if you get the ball sack, then you it's automatically a lump, a lump symbol. Well, though, there's a symbol, right? And we're decoding it, right? These right. are in quotes. Is it okay if I call my own ball sack a lump symbol from now on? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. As I often refer to it, this will come in great handy. All right. <laughs> great handy indeed. <laughs> Jesse, your winning number is 13. Yeah, I know it is. All right. Your numbers. I know what my winning number is. Is 18 would have won you $10. Right. Well, it's not going to win me anything. 15 would have won you $3. Worthless. Didn't. Yeah. Uh, zero one would have won you three hundred dollars. Bullshit. But didn't. Yeah, no one ever gets zero one as their winning number though. Sixteen mm-hmm. could have won you five hundred dollars. Yeah. And zero eight. Oh, that's bullshit. Could have won you five dollars. Guess okay. who's the best at lottery? Is it the person who won ticket? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not saying I'm great, just better than you, chumps. <laughs> right, you're just better than us. All right, so now... I think that wasn't wasn't a great showing. You know, I'm going to scratch one off. Okay. I'm going to scratch one off on my end, and we'll share it if we win. I thought it went for broadcasting costs. It, it goes to broadcasting costs. Okay. Right, we're sharing it into my bank account. <laughs> um, this is a new one uh, sponsored by the Oregon Lottery. You know what? I'm going to save this for the end. I changed my mind. Good call. Yeah. Now it's time to talk about our new robo actor. Sorry, you got a robo cop. You got an alien cop. Huh? You got a ghost cop? Leon, I told you I don't have time. You got a vampire cop? Murphy. Good evening, Sergeant Reed. Do you know there's a warrant out for your arrest? Yes. I was just checking. What can I do for you? Please direct me to the rehab staging area. Oh, well, it's down the hall. You can't miss it. Thank you. You may want to call the fire department. There is a new robo-actor 
in RoboCop 3. I'm a lot angrier than I was when we started this conversation. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they entirely picked him because his face looks a little bit like Peter Weller. I don't think it looks like Peter Weller. It doesn't a lot, but it looks a <laughs> lot more like Peter Weller than his voice sounds like RoboCop's voice. Or his body moves like RoboCop's body. Or a robot or a human. Or a robot or a human. I mean, it's. I think after watching RoboCop 1, 2, and 3, a combined about 200 <laughs> fucking times for this podcast, I'm pretty sure that you just have to take RoboCop's type of body movements as its own thing and not really ever try and compare it to how a robot might actually move or how a human might move. But still, it, this movie was pretty distinct from the others in terms of how you he You have moved. to also keep in mind that uh, Murphy suffered severe brain damage. Um, so <laughs> He would have been moving like this even if he was still in his own body. Yeah, this is not the servos. This is just... Uh, but I actually thought, like, Peter Weller did a really good job of he was, I mean, he was very consistent. He was very precise. This guy, like, he, there were so many scenes that is just him standing still and just shifting random body parts yeah. like he thought a robot might do <laughs> if a robot was left alone. I think that Peter Weller did really show how, it, how hard it is to be, cons- or, I mean, this guy showed how hard it was for Peter Weller, or how hard it must have been for Peter Weller to be consistent in his movements throughout the movie. Because it's it really is, like, Half the time, it's like every single tiny movement is this giant belabored mechanical thing. And then half the time, it's just like he's just kind of free moving. <laughs> I don't know if that's that, bad direction or bad acting. I don't want to put the blame on the guy, poor guy's shoulders since he yeah, sure mean, was having the worst time of his life a lot, like Peter Weller was. He was also up against trying to fill a role that was previously occupied by Buckaroo Bonsai, which is like impossible to do. And he was trying to fill a suit designed for Buckaroo Bonsai. Right. Do you know this? Like, the, uh, yeah, like the, the like suit was supposed to be... Inches. Right, the suit was designed for RoboCop 2, except it was only first worn in this one, and the guy was way taller and had to squeeze into the wrong size suit. Yeah, no wonder he was so awkward in his movements. It doesn't explain what he kept doing with his hands. <laughs> What was RoboCop doing with his hands? Right. He had, this isn't a video podcast, but... Yeah, he was doing that. He was exactly doing that one. Is what, where he puts his palms forward and kind of wiggles around while he walks. Do you think the fact that he was lit on fire before the first time his mask comes off and then his face is, like, burned the first time his mask comes oh, off yeah, is was, supposed to ease the transition between the old face and the new face? Yeah, I mean, that. I think they absolutely did put Peter Weller makeup on before Scorch makeup. Because the burning made his chin bigger? I mean, that's an excuse to... They should have tried to use it as an excuse to change the face because all they did was like smudge black stuff on and be like, yeah, it's the it same. It was a guy. very wily coyote moment. How many same, years was it between uh, Robocop 2 and Robocop 3? Three years. That's long enough for people to forget faces. The face, maybe, maybe, but the voice was just so wrong. Like, I, I feel like they would have just could have got a totally different guy. I mean, maybe even get someone else for the face when the mask is off and just, just that robocop voice is just so distinctive and yeah i mean that's what made me think this is not robocop more than all of the other egregious things that made me think he was not <laughs> robocop look i'm not going to ask politely next time now step away from the door this is your final warning. 
are making a mistake. Back off, or there will be trouble. Now you're talking, Murphy. We're not budging. If you want to get in there, you're going to have to shoot through us. I don't have a huge problem with that. have any more robocop points okay i got about 10 more things that pissed me off okay <laughs> hit me just in terms of like why the fuck does anybody do anything in this movie okay okay number one every time there's any sort of altercation only one person is moving everyone else is just seized like deer in <laughs> headlights right they're standing still like when the little girl's hacking ed 209 and everybody's standing in front of the ed 209 guns randomly <laughs> While she hacks it. That's cause or burning RoboCop scene where RoboCop just stands there while they fucking throw things on him and light him on fire completely motionless. Or the three guys with guns standing around the samurai guy who just like <laughs> slowly decapitates them one at a time, shoots them and whatever. Or the rebels standing there with the Detroit PD all slowly fucking drive up on them before the big climactic battle, right? Like everybody is just like frozen stiff through the entire movie. Only one person can be directed by this director at a time, I think. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, after being, you know, 30 minutes into this movie, definitely had just conceded that, yeah, there wasn't going to be cause and effect or logic or... When the fuck did the RoboCop's fourth directive come back that prevents him from shooting an OCP officer? I think it didn't go away because RoboCop 2 never happened. Oh, right. Yeah, that fucking... I mean, they just tried to, like, RoboCop's character arc. I mean, in RoboCop 2, they just used the same one they used in RoboCop 1, but then in RoboCop 3, they just also used that same one. He just re- he just is reset Bocop before every ep- uh, I mean, episode. I guess, <laughs> I guess maybe if his, he gets power-cycled or something, it comes back on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then uh, let me say the biggest stupid fucking thing. Okay. What purpose does it serve? Okay, the whole scene where RoboCop and Lewis are standing in front of the fucking church and the uh, uh, rehab agents are rolling up on him. What fucking purpose does it serve for RoboCop to fire on the police without warning? And then hide behind his unarmored partner? And then take them all (laughs) on fire on them before you even say anything. He didn't say anything. He just shot first. And then, of course, Lewis is going to die. But... (laughs) before she dies she says you have to shoot through us she doesn't have to she doesn't say you have to go through us or get past us (laughs) she literally says you have to shoot through us that served the purpose of getting that actress out of this movie that she really did not want to be in (laughs) i didn't want her to be in this movie either i I thought she was great (laughs) i liked her in the other movies in the Um, other movies she was fine Oh, yeah, I mean, she was still... I mean, every character was bad. I also like when he's, like, coming back and he just morphs his ex-wife into his, like, helper lady's face. That was like, you're my wife now. (laughs) I'm RoboCop. Now you're my wife. Well, first it morphs into his partner, and they're like, the other love interest-ish thing is dead. Here's the new one. (laughs) A doctor who's here for a reason. But they had to use a morph because it was like, what, uh, 93? Yeah, sure. You couldn't have a movie without putting in a morph because morphs were fucking awesome. 
I'm sure I love the shit out of that because they were morphing one face into another. And how awesome Someone is that? Someone needs shit? to buy that doctor a better hammer too, because she hit that paste that chip <laughs> with a plastic hammer. Yeah, that was a really ineffectual. Like, I'll show this. Yeah. Memory suppression chip or whatever the. Fuck Let me it's just called. take this small carving off of a first generation iMac and hit it. Thanks for dropping by, Murphy. Are they gone? I'm still scanning three. Make that two. Did, oh, wait. One th did I already talk about the one-liners? No, please do. This movie was exactly the movie that... As, you know, Robocop 2 was not fantastic satire, but it still tried. And there you know, there was the big point where they take away RoboCop's R rating in real life. Right. And at that point he just starts saying all kinds of corny one liners. And they just went ahead and made that movie as Robocop three, the you know what they were satirizing in uh, I, I I guess maybe it's a lot of people's RoboCop, problem with Robocop three is that it was obviously edited to make a PG thirteen. Right. But I don't think it, it my problem with it isn't that it's not violent enough. I mean he rolls up and kills everybody in the building a bunch of times. It's just that they just are but the, just totally It's it's that it's it's the movie I mean it's certainly the movie that Robocop one was satirizing. Right. Um like I mean just ab absolutely, you know, I mean, the kind of whole thing of, you know, the violence in RoboCop 1 was just taking what an action movie is and just making it actually as brutal and violent and bloody as that would actually be. Hmm. Um, you know, kind of just Overhoven just has, you know, a fan fantastic sense of humor and a fantastic sense of how far to push things. And as and we talked uh, about in the Lost RoboCop 1 episode, the weird thing about RoboCop 1 was as shot, it was much more violent and, and like, clearly, satirically. Yeah, I originally had the X-rating. Yeah, and the, the, the way over-the-top aspect of the gore was a big part of what made it palatable. And when they reeled it in to get an R rating, the people making the movie watched the cut that the censors approved and were like, this isn't what we're trying to do. This is fucking disturbing. <laughs> right. So, but so exactly what you're saying is, yeah, I mean, it, it's meant absolutely as a, a way of demonstrating all the built in, like inherent violence in these action movie tropes and brutality and cruelty of them. Yeah. And when you just, you know, have Robocop randomly, I mean, cause he was much more of just a weird random killer in this, but it was all the way it was, Treated as, you know, that, you know, violence isn't, oh, it's nothing. He just, he shot some guys. Some guys ran away. And then he, and then I can't even remember any of his one-liners, but the whole killing a guy and then saying a funny joke thing that was in every 80s action movie mm -hmm. was definitely part of the satire in earlier films. Uh, they just, you know, did it all unironically. Uh, yeah. I, I get the sense that the, Aiming it at the kids' uh, component was probably a greater factor than, uh, you know, taking it in any kind of cerebral context that the first the first film was in. If you're putting an Ewok in your fucking movie, you're not concerned at all about what the adults are going to be thinking. 
So fucking kill as many dudes as you want. It doesn't even matter. As long as there's no fucking blood to give the kitties nightmares, it's all cool. Yeah. And, so, and no one says fuck. So it's... Yeah, what what really just didn't never sat right with me is that there's this mentality going into this movie of where Robocops is is this embodiment of this idea of kill one of ours and we'll kill a hundred of yours mentality. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens over and over again. He where Robocop exact, exacts revenge against everyone who looks like someone who hurt his feelings. Right? right? It's mean, there's he, your Frank Miller. Right. He shows he shows up after a random guy is shot by a splatterpunk and he kills every splatterpunk in sight. It, it, he shows Lewis dies and he rolls up into the the rehab staging area in the police station and kills ostensibly kills everyone. All, these are a bunch of people who had nothing to do with killing his partner. And the way they try and make it palatable is by just making all of the villains into terrible cartoon Nazis. Right. I've got to also point out that there is a nuclear device that detonates at the end of the movie, conceivably killing everybody around the building anyway. So are we really hung up on... Uh you know, the, the preciousness of life in this film? Well, obviously not. Obviously, oh, no, not right. at all. That's the problem. <laughs> That's uh, the problem? <laughs> I, I, I yeah, think that, the, I mean, it's, it's the kill one of ours will kill a hundred of years mentality is so fucking gross that I just like, it, it, to me, it's why Frank Miller is just difficult for me to stomach. And it's like, why I, you know, why, <laughs> why I'll bet me and Frank Miller have different ideas about whether the war in Iraq was a good idea or not. <laughs> I think our probably our biggest uh, issue would be uh, ideas of uh, gender. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't think we even got into uh, misogyny problems mm. in this film. Sweet but. cheeks. Oh, I think I'm in love. Uh-huh. That was my favorite. No, it wasn't. Oh, just I all, all the innocent, innocent white ladies who just need to be protected. Because I mean, there's, there's, I mean, definitely also a racial element. Where I mean, he writes. You know, he always has ethnic characters who are tragic badasses, you know, they, hmm. and then the pure objects of when Robocop goes up to the hooker and she's like, I just need the money because of whatever. And, um, <laughs> Medical school. And then the thing with, you know, the, ter- you know, the hugely stereotypical, just as stereotypical black pimp as you can get. Um, you know, yelling at his innocent white hooker. And when a robot voice behind him identifies himself as uh, the police, he's like, fuck you. Oh, but then but then he learns. Then he turns around and he's like, oh, that robot voice identifying himself as <laughs> the police is the famous <laughs> robot policeman that we have in this city who everyone knows about. Yeah, there's some problems. There's some problems with this and movie. I have a question. I have a question. If you've got a mogwai that's trained to use the computer that well, why is it in fucking Detroit? Shouldn't that shit be, like, in a community college somewhere, if it's that gifted or on display at a museum? No, this is the dystopian future where poor people don't go to school. But she was finishing her homework in the beginning. She was finishing her calculus homework on her computer. By typing the words of the question into a computer. (laughs) Were they supposed to be living in Delta City? Was Delta City already built, or was that... Cadillac. Cadillac they were in Cadillac Heights. But again, I was not really paying attention to that part of my movie. There you go. I got that heart you wanted. 
I said a Nissan. That's a kind of meat suit. Oh, boom! Hey, Zach, Zach, we need a sealant back. Zach! Marie, Marie! What? Oh, shit. Hey, bring that chest plate over here. Chest plate. Ah. Uh, hey, you wait, man. You are going to be so cheery. Did you guys not like the uh, Robocop 2 robot monster? I, I did. I liked a lot I of the it. props. You can listen to our episode the, of Robocop 2. Um, I, I did that, actually. Oh, good. Yeah, a lot of the animation... I mean, I think I only hated it on the podcast when we watched it, but... But now I have perspective. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I kind of feel like if you're going to have a RoboCop, you need to have a really strong robot bad guy. And the or and we did villain. Well, the, there were the there was the robot twins, uh, the triplets, whatever. And and those were supposed to be the robot bad guy, but those really just looked like dudes. And dudes. he's been fighting those the entire fucking movie. Just yeah, dudes that. You need aren't to. really very good at martial arts. Yep, every, that and everything else about that movie was a real shame. <laughs> mustache cash is a $1 scratch-off lottery ticket with a mustache theme. Wait, before before we do this, and, and everyone say one thing they really liked about this movie. Are you asking for a moment of silence? Yeah, there must, there must be a thing. There must be a good thing in the movie. I talked about a thing I liked about this. In fact, the entire 15-minute sequence following his uh, chasing down the his nemesis in the pink Cadillac. I was still just thinking about Scary Black Pimp at that point. Robocop driving the car wasn't just a total delight for you? <laughs> um, but what was a delight for me, I, got, I think I already mentioned it. But uh, the scary man said robot cop. Yes. And I liked, I, that's a joke I like to make myself. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, um, the part that I liked the most really has to do a lot more with personal wish fulfillment. And that's where um, what you hear is a dude's concerned wife on the phone, but he's already jumped out the window. And throughout most of the movie... I really wanted to be able to do that myself. Mm. But as far as like a scene where I was like, yeah, that was, that was okay. Uh, <laughs> the one dude uh, shot himself. That was okay. Bradley Whitford. <laughs> yeah, that was great. It was, that was an almost well done. Door closes. Bang. Darkly comic Nobody thing. Nobody really. It was just. It was all too explicit to actually really work for me. Yeah, plus that was the only dark comedy joke in the movie was, we're getting taken over by the Japanese, everyone's killing themselves, burp -ter. <laughs> And it just kept happening, the same, that was like the only joke, and it just kept happening for that five-minute stretch, and then never happened before or after. I'm sure most of those suicides were, like, confined to that floor. I don't think that that was really something that people in the bottom levels of the building were really doing they were definitely surviving their jump out the window yeah <laughs> mustache cash is a one dollar scratch off lottery ticket with a mustache theme it was a new one dollar scratch off lottery ticket and i bought it i have to scratch off a prize number and then i'm going to scratch off six possible winning matches 
Never mind. There's a... Uh, <laughs> the prize number we have to match is $2, so I guess that's the most we can possibly win. Get a mustache. Oh, everyone you scratch off has a mustache. Are there different kinds of mustaches? Wait, I don't understand this fucking one. <laughs> Hold on a second, let me read the rules. See, you, have, you gotta read the rules. Or you gotta read like, the rules. I know how scratch-offs work. A man's gotta don't. read the rules once in a while you in don't his life. Shit. <laughs> Here's one where I should have scratched off the prize last, because what I'm doing is scratching off six types of mustaches, and if I match three like symbols, I win the prize. Unfortunately, I've already tele I've already mentioned what the prize is, which is two dollars. It's still pretty exciting to know whether you get that two dollars. The funny thing is, scratching off a small prize amount actually means your chances of winning are probably much higher. So, the first mustache I scratched off was handlebar. Aaron, can you tell mustache. me a couple other types of mustaches we should be looking for, please? Uh, Hitler. <laughs> See if Hitler's on uh, here. Stalin. Yeah, Stalin had a good one, yeah. I guess Castro has a full beard. Ironically, the second mustache I scratched off is named after a famous uh, cultural uh, mustache. Chaplin? Who am I but it's, it's not one you're going to guess. Oh. Magnum P.I. Macho Man. Oh, oh. did he How even have that? a mustache? Because I don't think that he did. He, well, he had this mustache, according to this scratch-off lottery ticket. He did not. He did. You, you don't know your Macho Man. <laughs> what? Movie villain. I'm sure you guys can picture which uh, mustache Is that, that looks uh, like. Is that the I scratched off a second movie villain. If the we're going to match three, there's a good chance beard? that there Sometimes is Sometimes he had the full beard. Movie villains here. I don't think I ever saw him with just a mustache. But he always had a mustache. Well, as a part of his beard, yes, but not like singularly as just a mustache. Jesse and the Macho Man mustache, do they include the beard? No, just the mustache. The fifth one I scratched off was Handlebar. So as of right now, we have two movie villain mustaches, two Handlebar mustaches, and one Macho Man mustache. If we scratch off either the Handlebar or the movie villain mustache, we stand to win $2. Oh, do it. Boy. Should I do it? I think you should. Remember, oh. whatever happens, we already have ticket. <laughs> and, and this makes me, if you if you actually win, Jesse, this would make me the worst at playing these scratch-off games. Handlebar, we win. Oh, my Lord. High five. Woo. Yeah. All right, so that's $2. All right, I guess you're the best at lottery. I'm going to have to go here. I'm 45 minutes over when my hard end should have been for this conversation, but um, I want to... Um, mention the next episode we record is probably going to be my last episode for a period of time. I think that episode 20 is a nice close to the first season of this podcast to kind of wrap up our first 20 episodes and uh, wrap up what I think is going to, I'm going to kind of consider our first season before I go on a short hiatus. All right. Um, consider. It's so sad. Yeah. Just a, it's a lot of work, and I'm and I'm happy to do it, and I love doing it. But it's also you know it's a just constant sink on my energy and time, and and uh, I, I need a little bit of a <laughs> summer break from this little uh, summer vacation. I had a yeah a few I was uh, thinking of, but none of them are quite finale worthy. Yeah, we can go out we can go out with a fizzle instead of a bang. Though <laughs> I mean it wouldn't be too out of character. 
I kiss you guys. I'm so glad you guys were able to do this with me and uh, appreciate it when you're able to make time like this for me. I had a lot of fun talking about it. Well, not really. I was mostly angry, but I had fun being angry in that special way that you can have fun being angry. the funnest thing. And uh, thank God there's never going to be another RoboCop movie, right, guys? Woo! Woo! Thank God the franchise died with number three and there's not going to be any Reboot Bocops. (laughs) Reboot Bocop. I bet they don't try and make them fly, at least. Anyway. Sad. Yeah, humanity is sad. RoboCop 3. <laughs> no. RoboCop 1 and 2 let you know that humanity is sad. RoboCop 3 let you know that you should hold hands with your friends and everything will be all right. I gotta go, you guys. We'll miss you. Thank you so much again. Um, uh, I, I appreciate your time and I appreciate doing this with you guys. Thanks so much and we'll talk soon. Jesse, have a great night, man. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. We did it. No, we didn't. Robocop 4 is a great production. Like Robocop 3 wasn't bad enough. I hope the projectionist likes his action.